Hey, Bo, it's Saturday, right? Yes, sir. It's Saturday. You know what that means. It's that new episode day, ain't it? Yes, sir. You think they're ready for it? I don't know, but let's drop it anyway. I'm with it. On your count, bro. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Black Anime Podcast. You all about that You are now tuned in to the Black Anime Podcast. You are now tuned in to the Black Anime Podcast. What's good, everybody? It's your main man here, Aaron, a.k.a. The Anime Anthology, a.k.a. The Lost Homie, here with another episode of the Black Anime Podcast. Now, this episode is a little different, and if you follow us on Twitter, you would know why. I mean, I'm, gonna, I'm, gonna tr- I'm trying to put more information on Instagram, but that's technically not my job, but whatever. Um, that's Braxton's job, so if you want more stuff on Instagram, at Braxton on Twitter and Instagram, please do that. But we're having some trouble with doing our recordings with guests um, used over Discord. We're having a little bit of issues with that. So this week, we're supposed to have some guests on to talk about mid-season anime because it is the mid-season. It's time to talk about anime that's coming on right now. But sadly, there were issues going on with that, so we weren't able to do that. So today, y'all get, y'all get a treat Y'all get Aaron, you get me by myself, you know, you get the man by himself, you know, no. So, um, you know, usually, I mean, we would do this, maybe with Bo or someone else, but I've moved and I do most of the editing. So, um, it's just right now we're in a tough time. So, it's just going to be me today. Next week it'll be fixed, hopefully, and, you know, pray to God. Next week it'll be fixed and we have a very special guest on next week, which I'm not telling y'all yet. Just watch out for it. It's definitely coming. But today I, I was gonna I was gonna have a hiatus. I was like, let's just skip this week, da-da. but I also haven't done a review in a long time. Now, if you're questioning review, we talk about it doesn't say review on the on the title, but um, the title is midseason remix because I'm doing a remix because it's just me. So it's gonna be a little bit different than how we usually midseason episodes. This episode, I'm gonna talk about my top three anime this season that I've uh, and really been enjoying and you know really recommending I guess necessarily for the season along with about two or three others uh, one being a very popular one which we all know is coming out right now I'm going to give my opinion on it as is right now and then two more are going to be continuations which I think that really deserve some shine and you know, I might I might drop a little other gems in there from the season that's going on uh, then uh, like I said it's a remix it's still this season Great Pretender Part 1 came out this Came out last week or the week before. And if you don't know about this, this is a new anime that came out on Netflix. Started Netflix Japan, as always. You know, we Western world, we get everything late. But it's a new anime called Great Pretenders that is being animated by Wit Studio. And I just basically just literally finished it up. I'm recording this on Thursday. Oh, no, is this Friday? It's Friday. Oh, my gosh. I'm like, we're messing up the days. Um... And with Studio, you know, with Studio did Attack on Titan for 90% of its run, except for this last season, which can be done by MAPPA. And they've done, they did, uh, oh my gosh, they did an anime last winter, the Viking anime. I cannot remember it. 
and it's gonna kill me. I'll probably remember it sometime and get to the review part. Um, but I wanna want to get to a review for that since we haven't done a review in a while, and I've really enjoyed the show. And I think you really, you know, enjoy the review when I get to it. And I mean, I, hey, I hope you guys, people who have seen it, I hope you guys have enjoyed it also because it's really, it's really a good show in my eyes. So, but first, what I'm gonna do is first, I'm gonna talk about, like I said, I'm gonna talk about this season's anime. Um, First, uh, I'm going to say, yeah, I'm, I'm doing good. You know, I mean, you should do the what's up, but you should do it with people. I don't usually do it with myself. But it's a weekly episode, so I'll give you a little rundown. I've been doing good. I've been um, binging a lot of anime lately, trying to get up for this mid-season episode. And I've just been Great Pretender in two days. So, you know, I've been, I've been up. I've been up, watching a lot more anime, started work. There's been a lot of good things going on right now. And I'm just, you know, trying to continue them. Also, I dropped... And drop a little teaser, teaser on our Twitter and Instagram, you know what I mean, for something that's coming real soon, you know what I mean? Uh, September September's going to change the game a little bit uh, for, you know, the Black Anime Podcast and BlackAnime.com. And, you know, we're trying to level up and we're trying to give y'all more content, as always. We're also trying to find ways to which we can give y'all more content. And so, different ways to done that. Um, you know, we started a Patreon, we, you know, brought to do something else, drop some other cool stuff coming soon. So, again, we love y'all support in any way, whether it's listens or if you go to the Patreon and, you know, buy a tea or something like that. We love y'all support in any way y'all do it. Even if it's just adding us on Twitter or, or clicking on the website link and looking through our, our supporting or even supporting the people that we support with our spotlights every month. So, yeah, that's awesome to us and want to keep it going. Now, let me talk about mid-season anime first. I'm going to tell you all the anime that we're watching. I'm going to go through the continuations and through the originals. You know my top three is only originals, always on the originals. Um, and first, for the anime we're watching, God of High School, Renner Girlfriend, Uzaki-chan Wants to Hang Out, The Misfit of Demon King Academy, Decadence, The Millionaire Detective, Apare Ranman, and The Monster Girl Doctor. Uh, for continuations, there's actually a few this season, but the ones that we're focusing on is Sword Art Online, Alicization Season 2, or War of the Underworld Season 2. I'll probably interchangeably use those two. Um, ReZero Season 2, Fire Force Season 2, Food Wars Season 2, uh, sorry, Food Wars Season 4, uh, No Guns Life Season 2, and then My Teen Romantic Comedy Snafu Season 3. Now, let's waste no time because... I just want to jump right to the top three. Usually I wait to the end, but I'm going to jump right into it because I really enjoy, I'm really enjoying this season so far. We have a lot of good anime out right now. A lot of stuff that's exciting. A lot of stuff that's pretty unique. A lot of stuff that's taking different different twists on stuff that we haven't really seen before. So I'm really enjoying this season. So let me start with my number three. My number three is Apari of Ranma. Now, again, if you follow us on Twitter, I, I've tweeted about this when it was supposed to come out in the spring. But now it's a summer anime because it came out in the summer. But whatever. So it's come out in the spring. We got three episodes in the spring. And from those three episodes, I was like, this is going to be my favorite spring anime. And then it got you know delayed because of COVID. So I had to wait till now to watch it. And so far, it's still really good. It's still a really good show. Um, if you don't know about Pararaman, it's about uh, these two Japanese guys. Uh, one who uh, is basically a genius engineer type guy and he wants to you know make, make a car and do all some like that and leave Japan and another guy who uh, ends up trying to track him like chase him down and ends up ends up on this adventure with him and it's a racing anime in which these guys have to race across the country to win this race and get the money to go back to Japan but it's so much more than that you know uh, the race doesn't even start to about episode six before that we get a lot of character we get a lot of um, 
development. We get a lot of friends that get added to the crew and all that kind of stuff like that. And it's just a really fun, a really enjoyable anime with good animation. Um, with good animation, with a good story. Uh, and I, I mean, I could talk about Pare and you know everything that goes on and some really cool stuff. I, I just, I, you know, I could gush about this anime because this anime was really supposed to be my favorite of the spring because of how good it was from the beginning. It has a very good vibe to it. It like at first I thought of it in the way of a hunter hunter vibe of the friend vibe, the vibe that these people will, you know, their friend. Like it's, it's really fun to watch and you feel engrossed in the characters and their growth and their friendships with the people around them. So it's a, I, I just love the anime from you know, top to bottom. And I think that's a really good anime that a lot of people should really check out. Because we don't really see, and that's what I'm talking about, unique, the uniqueness of the season. When's the last time you can really confidently say we saw a true racing anime? You know, And the only thing I can think of is Redline, but there's probably another one, but that's the only one I can think of. And that one's a movie. So to have like a true racing anime really, you know, makes me happy because I've been, you know, wishing for more diversity. Because we already have a lot of diversity in anime and more manga, but anime-wise, I just want more and more and more. And it feels like, you know, it feels like we're starting to get there with more diversity of different styles of anime that isn't just, you know, Shonen Battle or... or um, you know, regular uh, slice of life stuff. Like we're getting, we're getting to the nitty gritty, which I'm loving the growth of it. So yeah, Par Ramon is definitely, I think everybody should check out. If you're into racing anime, you're into good friends, you're into good animation, and it's it doesn't treat you like you're stupid. It's just a really good show. And there's one part from the last episode, episode seven or eight, I can't remember totally right now, where we finally get the side character, the main side character, who kind of, you know, they're all going through their own personal evils, which is, you know, a big thing with, you know, character development in any, in any genre. And he, like, kind of uh, overcomes it. This is part where he pulls out his sword. He's like a little, he's a samurai type dude and slices his bullet in half, right? And it doesn't matter when this happens, I always get excited. Doesn't matter when it happens, I get excited, and it was just a, it was just an amazing series of events for the fight and that episode itself. You know, it taught us a lot about that character, and it taught us a lot about how the character feels about each other, each other, and it gives us a lot of what's the word? Showing and not telling. Like it's not the word, but but that's what I mean. It's the idea that they don't tell us that these people are friends because the main character and the main side character. You know, the main side character is like, yeah, they're, they're, they're your friends with that. Pari is a good person. That but it's this point where, like, they show us that he cares about them. And even though he may act hard, act tough and like that, I kind of love those kind of characters that, like, act hard, act tough, but are really kind of, you know, soft on the inside. And that's what Apari is. Like, he acts hard, acts tough, but then when it gets down to it, he really cares about his friends. And, it, it you know, it shows from this episode, it doesn't in a really good way that doesn't cheapen it. doesn't cheapen it. You feel it yourself. And, yeah, just a great show, and I think that more people need to pay attention to it. Next, we have Rent a Girlfriend. Now, if you a Giguk watcher like I am, you just, and you know, if I'm on Twitter, he tweeted something about it. And it's very true. I mean, Kazuya, so this is about this is about a man named Kazuya whose girlfriend breaks up with him. Uh, Mimi-chan, literally Mimi-chan. Um, girlfriend breaks up with him, and this man goes into a depression. So to get out of his depression, he feels alone, ABCDFG. He goes ahead and rents a girlfriend off the site. Now the girl that comes, and she's a bad bitch. She's like, wow, like, wow, you you a rental girlfriend? Wow. And he goes on a date with her, you know, that he's paying for, technically, because he's paying to rent her. And after the date, he gets kind of mad because he's like, she does all this to all the other guys. I know she doesn't really care about it. A B C D F G suddenly he gets leaves her a bad review. So then he ends up like renting her again, and she and she gets mad at him. She's like, I tried my best, I'm good at my job, da-da-da-da. And he he has a merch he has to go to the hospital with. And, you know, she ends up going with him um, and 
is an accident, but his grandmother accidentally meets the girlfriend that he rented and thinks that's his real girlfriend. And he doesn't want to disappoint his girlfriend. His man's a little bit of a punk, a little pussy. Um, in the beginning, he doesn't want to disappoint his, his grandma. So he lets it rock, and then they end up being intertwined from there. And it's a really good show. Now, in the beginning, Kazuya is a pussy. And that's, that's the truth. You know what I mean? Like, he, he's weak. His his ex, he's still in love with his ex, and he can't get over it. You know, I, I can't be too mad at that. I can't be too mad at that. But he be letting her get to, get, get to him too much. And he has to kind of overcome that. But the growth we see from episode one to where we are now is phenomenal. You know, we're seeing him grow through his relationship with this, with this you know, girl that he rented, who's becoming more of a friend and someone who's, he's falling in love with, you know, and vice versa. She is with him as well. But we're seeing him kind of grow out of this, you know, childishness, this, uh, this sticking to this, this woman who doesn't care about him. Who broke up with him just to break up with him. We don't even know why they broke up yet. And only got mad at him because he bought a new shot. You know, like she when he was hurting, when he was when he was down bad, boy was in the, in the room crying in his pillow, all that. She was nowhere to be found. But then he come up with a bad bitch, right? And now she wanna be on his dick. See, I, all I'm saying is she petty, I don't like her, and <laughs> And BB child, whatever her name is, you know what? She 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 can get the fuck out of here because my man Kazi is trying to level up, and he's doing a good job. I mean, he's really becoming a really well-rounded character, and I like it because it's one of those start from zero characters. One of those I feel like he really started from nothing, and he all he did was just grow from that nothing. So that's why I really enjoy I really enjoy his character and really enjoy everything that he's becoming into. And also, we talk about the women characters in this show. I I like all of them. Even even though maybe child, even though she a bitch, she the way her character is written is I think is really well. And and in the sense that you're supposed to hate her, but we also still know little about her. And you know, with the main with the main woman character we have right now, and the one we just came into, Ruka, who's another runner girlfriend, but he's not written. You know, it's, it's, there's a lot going on that really you know not necessarily complicates, but adds levels to this anime that I'm hoping that we see more growth in throughout the next episodes. But Runner Girlfriend, a good slice of life that I think that, again, if you're into that, you should really check out. These are characters that aren't in high school. These are characters that are in college and they're older. And it, it just, I don't know, for me, it just feels really good to again have those, um, have that anime where it's with older characters and it's not with, you know, 15 year olds because even though i do like those anime from time to time it is nice and refreshing to see ones with older and it's something we do get every once in a while i'm not saying we don't get it but to have it and actually we have two this season is actually really cool and i'm really enjoying it uh lastly my number one my number one is an anime called decadence decadence is is by far the best anime this season and i know some people will probably be like what but, but, but what about god of high school what about that da, da, da? no it's decadence Okay, and I say this with utmost confidence at midseason right now, there is not one anime on the list that I said, on the original list that I said, that is doing better than Decadence. Decadence is surprising. It is an adventure. There's action. There's great characters. There's, there's surprises that you can't, you can't expect. You won't expect. It throws you for a loop, and it definitely gives you the reasoning for it, and it makes sense, and it's, it's the story building, the world building. I could literally gush about this anime for days. Like, that's how much I'm enjoying it. And it's, it, it's, it's, it's giving us something that we're not getting from any other show. 
You know, a lot of the shows, I'm not going to say they're predictable, but they're definitely, you know, they're baseline in the sense that they're not trying to know, let's say, feel like they're not trying to really reinvent the wheel. That's what it feels like. And again, that's not an issue because, again, Power of Ramon is an amazing anime you should watch. Running Girlfriend, amazing anime you should watch it. Decadence, however, I've never been so surprised at the second episode of an anime. I'm watching episode one, and episode one is regular, regular as hell. You're thinking, okay, this is going to be, I already know what it's going to be. A little action, action drawing. Shardy wants to be this. A, B, C, D, F, G. Nothing's going to change. And then, boom, episode two just just rocks your world. And now you're seeing everything in, in the anime, the world itself, in a different lens because of how it's framed. It changes the entire archi architecture of the anime. You know, I call it, personally, I think of it of as kind of a reverse isekai, but it really, I mean, it's not really, but I call it that. So I mean, that's just a personal thing. But it's, it's a great adventure, great mystery, great action, great characters, the world building, the story building. You learn so much in the time that they give you and the pacing of it is really well done. Like you don't feel like you're rushed. You don't feel like they're giving you too much information. They're giving you just enough. And there's still enough mystery that you don't really know what's going on, but you think you do. So it's a decadence, again, really good. I think that more people need to be talking about it, more people need to be watching it. The animation's really good as well. And then we talk about the fighting choreography. The fighting choreography, I really enjoy it. I think that they had a lot of hits, no misses. It's really good. And I think that everybody, again, should go check it out. Now, there's a few other ones I want to talk about that I just feel like really need to be talked about. I'm going to go to the continuations first. Actually, you know what? Before I get to that, I'm going to talk about God of High School. Because God of High School, you know, next Crunchyroll original. Um, next, you know, first, second webtoon officially. You know what I mean? No bless. He had one back in the day. No bless. No bless. Had one back in the day. But uh, God of High School, the second, you know, webtoon. And I got to say, I'm underwhelmed. Now, some people are probably like, well, Aaron, you, you might be expecting too much from it. You, you think it's going to be this, this, and that. But it's not. I'm going to say this. I made a mistake. Y'all know, y'all know I'm not the reader. Y'all know it's Bo. Bo reads, Evan reads, Fabian reads for the most part. Braxton doesn't read that much, so she with me on that. So yes, sir. But I've read the webtoon. I've read some of it. I read about the first four to five chapters, and then I watched the anime. And I feel like I made a mistake because the 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 webtoon does such a better job, in my opinion, of really fleshing out the characters, really giving them motivations, really making it interesting to watch them struggle that you don't get from the anime. Now, and there's one episode I got to talk about in general, it's episode four. Episode four feels like three arcs in one episode. Like, it's just rushing. It's rushing through the story and not giving it the time and care that it needs. And the animation is impressive. I do enjoy. I do enjoy how they've animated all these different fighting styles. But it's not even the best. It's not the best anime this season. And not even original wise. Original wise, I would give it the decadence. I really decadence the way they do their action scenes and like that. I really enjoy it. And I've, I I am enjoying the action scenes from God of High School. I'm just not. I'm not invested. Let's say that. It, it it's mark it's it's you can definitely see the heavy influence of the shonen battle genre within God of High School. You can definitely see it in literally every character, every every situation, everything that goes on. It feels like you're watching a shonen, and that's not an issue. But shonens are paced for a reason. We got you know my hero Black Clover, um, the, you know the OGs, One Piece, even Doctor Stone, which is an OG, but I was, I was just came to mind Doctor Stone. But you know One Piece, Bleach, Naruto, they're paced over hundreds of episodes. You know what I mean? And it it, it gives you a um, a time to really stretch out these stories and, and give them everything they deserve. 
God of High School seemed to be doing the exact opposite. God of High School seems to be trying to fit so much into this, you know, 13, 14 episode time, time slot that it's really doing a detriment to the true story, the true, like, depth of the story of the webtoon. And the webtoon has a deep story. Like, the webtoon does a good job of breaking down a lot of the characters and their motivations and, you know, the fights and everything like that that I just don't see in an anime. So... As of right now, God of High School is probably my least favorite original. Still liking it. I don't know how much I, you know, would recommend it, but it's my least favorite of the originals right now from this season. Now, what I need to talk about is SAO Alicization of War of the Underworld Season 2. This is my favorite continuation right now. If, if you, you know I mean, if you sign it on right now, if you know, you don't watch the game, you don't follow me on Twitter, nothing like that, you know, we stand Kirito in this house, okay? And it's... Alicization as a whole, you know, season one and War of the Underworld in this part as well, has done just an amazing job of kind of rewriting some of the history of SAL. And by rewriting, I mean, um, you know, we have season two and season three, which are very lackluster um, and didn't do anything to rebuild the characters, to uh, show us the true characters of Kirito and, and you know, Sinan and da 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 da. I mean, well, no, not Sinan. Sinan, best girl, my favorite girl. But and they do a good job of really delving into our characters and giving us much, you know, much more to go off of. While, you know, in War of the Underworld, for most of the beginning of the first part of War of the Underworld and the beginning of this arc, Kirito is incapacitated. Like, we're literally only given side characters. And although, I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's like, I'm not saying it's like the best written in the world, but it definitely gives us a nice view on these side characters and gives us more base into them. And we get to see some fantastic fights. I'm just I, I'm letting y'all know right now, SAO this this season of SAO has contenders for best fights of 2020. It has some of the most well coordinated, well animated, most fantastical fights of this year. And I'm saying it's well known that Jujutsu Kaisen and Attack on Titan is coming out next season. I'm still saying this. I'm still saying this with my whole chest. It is you foldable. Um, Fate, fate, no, stay night, unlimited blade works level animation. They put their entire motherfucking foot in this animation. I literally cannot talk about how good, how much these fights have not only affected me. I, I, oh my gosh, they're just so beautiful, so gorgeous to look at. Amazing, just they've done an amazing job with this anime animated wise and they've done a really good job of just writing true story writing true development for characters that i'm sorry i'm just not used to with sao not since season one and even in season one you can even nitpick that to the point where you can show that it's not really that either so it's just done i, I just done, again done an amazing job association season two war of the underworld season two whatever watch it Please watch it. I promise you. Even if you go watch the fights. I, I don't even give a fuck if you go Google fights on YouTube and watch the fights. They're really worth the watch. And they add a lot of emotional weight. Especially with Alice. Alice, the character of Alice is a really good character. And when her, when, um, when basically like her, I guess, you know, kind of adoptive father kind of dies. Uh, well, uncle, adoptive uncle dies in his fight against the main bad, main uh, evil character. One, the fight, that fight, oh my gosh, I, I rewinded it. I watched it twice. That's how it was so good. I rewinded it and watched it twice just for the fight alone. And after the end, the way it's animated and the voice acting is so well done, I really fe I felt it. I felt it. Like my bones. That's how good it was. So, Association Season 2, 
doing a damn thing. Well, War of the Underworld Season 2, doing a damn thing, watching. Next, we have ReZero Season 2. Now, we finally got it back. ReZero is finally back, and it's better than ever. Um, right now, I would think it's about on par with Season 1, but Season 1 was so good that Season 2 being that good is still really good. And ReZero Season 2 was just, doing again, doing the damn thing. Um, the first few episodes are a little slower paced, um, but you know, ReZero has always been a slower paced show, but it's giving us good you know, basis for when you know, the ReZero shit happens. So where we are right now, we're at a really good place in the anime where our characters are grown to be not who they are anymore at all from when we first saw them in season one, you know, uh, and, and that really speaks especially, especially to the main character of ReZero. He is just an entirely different animal than he was in season one. He's moving different. He's acting different. He's... He, he, he's he's thinking more before he before he makes moves. Subaru is just doing things so much differently that just adds so much benefit to the show. So it's again, I could I, I could gush about this. I could talk about this for hours. It's an amazing show that deserves to be watched more. And people have been talking about it a long time. People might check have been talking about it. Other people I know have been talking about it. It's just a great show. And this season, I could really delve into it, talk about it. I'm not going to do that, though, because it's going to make this episode much longer. Again, I didn't say, I forgot to say in the beginning, I am going to have another mid-season episode. We are going to have one. It'll just be a weekly episode. It'll be a, like an episode I've released on a Wednesday or Thursday instead of a, instead of a Saturday. We are going to have one. But that's when I really delve into you know all this. But I'm just kind of glossing over right now because if I do that, that'll take like a whole another hour. But ReZero is really doing a, doing a really good job of showing us the growth in the characters in season one and season two. Like This is why you have a season two. You have a season two because your characters are different. They've grown, and we're seeing the next part of their journey. And they've made this anime do really well. And so if you're not watching it, you're missing out. I, Again, an animation is beautiful. It, Natsuki. Natsuki is just a di or Subaru Natsuki is just a different man right now. And I love that we finally kind of get a backstory to his character from when he before he was um Isekai, you know, transported to another world. We get we get we get his story before that. Which is I love that because I've always wondered what happened and now or how was his you know past world and we see it now and I just again it was great for character building and it shows the the, the growth that Subaru has gone through from season one to season two. And we get you know new characters like Echidna, uh, Echidna. I'm probably saying her name wrong. Who's like the the uh, uh, witch of greed, the greed witch, or something like that. And she herself is a great character too, and a great addition to the cast that we have right now. So again, anime is doing fantastic. I can't wait to see what comes up next. It's it's surprising every time when we go through Zero because you never know what Subaru is going to do. You can guess, you can think you can guess, but a lot of times you're going to be wrong until he finally makes the right decision. So, yeah, next. So, um, that's really all the anime I wanted to talk about for midseason right now. Again, like I said, I do plan on still doing a midseason episode. Now, let's say that I don't end up doing it. There will be an end-of-season episode in which we'll go into depth with this and have our final top three for the season and all that, all that, and, uh, you know, bag of chips and all that. Um... But I really want to do a mid-season episode. I just, with the way Discord's acting right now, who really knows if it's going to happen or not. So, with that being said, it's time to move on to the review for the Great Pretender anime. 
Now, if you've been paying attention to the Anisphere in any way, shape, or form, then you would know that Great Pretend Anime has kind of taken over a little bit. We've gotten this very well-animated show, again, made by Wit Studio, who, you know, is it's kind of shifting the norm in a way, in the sense that, I'll say shifting in the norm in the sense that it's giving us something different. Like I said, this, this, this season has a lot of diversity to it. And... Before I get too far into it, as always, let me give y'all the synopsis, the rundown of what this series is about. So, the synopsis for Great Pretender is a series of unfortunate events has led Makoto, um, his nickname Edamame, Edamura to adopt the life of crime, pickpocketing and scamming others for a living. However, after swindling a seemingly clueless tourist, Makoto discovers that he was the one tricked and to make the matters worse, the police are now after him. While making his escape, he runs to the tourist once again, who turns out to be a fellow con man named Laurent Theory, and ends up following him to Los Angeles. In an attempt to defend his self-proclaimed title of Japan's greatest swindler, Makoto challenges his rival to determine the better scammer. Accepting the competition, Laurent dro drops them off outside a huge mansion and claims that their target would be the biggest mafia boss on the West Coast. Jumping from city to city, Great Pretender follows the endeavors of Makoto alongside the cunning Laurent and his colorful associates in the world of international high-stakes fraud. Soon, Makoto realizes that he got more than what he bargains, bargained for as his self-declared scales are continually put to the test. Now, if that didn't really give you a good impression of what the anime is about, I'll say this. When I watched it, and I was watching it, it reminded me of a few different anime. So, not anime. Anime and, you know, television. So, well, live action television. Well, I'll say this. Think of, like, Now You See Me 1 or Lupin the Third anime. You know, Lupin the Third in a way that it's a, it's a heist, it's high action, high octane, that type of thing. And then the last thing I think it really reminded me of was Focus, which had Will Smith and Margaret Robbie in it. Like, it reminded me of those three in different aspects. A lot of sleight of hand, a lot of, you know, tricking people into thinking that they have the upper hand when they really don't. Like, a lot of, like a lot of that, which is something, again, we don't really see often in anime, you know? And, again, I was reading reviews on this, and someone said generic crime anime. And I'm like, you don't really watch crime anime, then do you? <laughs> because a generic crime anime is No Guns Life. There's, and, again, No Guns Life is generic. It's really good, and it has its own nuances. But it's the idea that it's this weird supernatural science sci-fi type thing, you know, like Mushishi and all of those are like, you know, if you want to call something quote unquote generic, which again, I wouldn't, that's what you would think of. This takes a premise that could be done in live action and gives it to us animated, which again, I think is fantastic because usually we see the other way around. Usually we see something as a premise that could be really well done, um, animated, end up being live action. So I'm glad we got this kind of twist of the dial and it's, it, again, Great Pretenders is an amazing series, and I've loved every second of watching it. Now, before I get into the review, again, I'm going to go through it a little bit, let y'all know how I do reviews, because if you've never heard a review, you know, this is a Saturday episode, I don't know if everybody listens to my reviews, but um, if you've never heard a review, here's a review. Um, here's the review scale, how we do reviews, and all that. So, first... We go through a critical analysis, which is objective. I try to keep my personal feelings out of it. It's hard, but I try my best. Um, and the critical goes into four subcategories of animation, story, characters, and production. Each of those subcategories have their own unique subcategories. For um, animation, we have environmental, character, action, and cinematography. For story, we have plot, plot progression, ending, and pacing. And then for characters, we have likability, effectiveness, designs, and credibility. 
And then for production, we have sound design and musical scores. Now, a musical score. Now, for each of those, you know, animation, story, characters, production, um, they're out of, um, well, animation, story, and characters are out of 40. Each subcategory of those four, of those three are out of 10. And then for production, we have two subcategories. That's out of uh, 20. And each of those, sound design, musical, are, are out of 10. Now, we'll add up all the scores at the end, and we'll divide them to, we'll divide them by the max number and get a percentage, you know, like, you know, like all math and algebra and shit. Um, then after that, I'll go into my personal score, which was what I call the fun factor, you know, because that's what I really think matters when you think of subjectively is how much fun you had watching it. It could be a horrible show, but you can really have a lot of fun watching it. So, but this is not one of those. But anyway, so my fun factor has enjoyability, interest, characters, and rewatchability. And again, those are all out of 10. And then the, mat, the uh, overall is out of 40. I divide together and get a percentage. So let's just dive straight into this damn near masterpiece of Great Pretender. Now, Great Pretender, so I want the animation. Environmental, this is a very unique art. No, not super unique. I think I've probably seen something similar to it, but it, it's a, a unique style, unique art style that uh, you don't see very often, and it really fits the show. The show of being something that's sketchy, because, you know, they're sketchy uh, con artists, you know, scam artists, but it's also colorful because you have a cast of colorful people. People who have different skills and abilities that work together. You know, like I said, not like that's why I compare it to, like, Now You See Me, why I compare it to, like, Lupin the Third, because you have this cast of people with different skills and different abilities that work together to make an almost unbeatable team. So... We have this, you know, uh, great animation that really fits really well, and environmental animation is really done well. And we have these moments that are have C that are CG, you know, computer generated CG, not like you know hand drawn two D or like that. Even though most of the show, I believe, is two two uh, uh, D or whatever, um, the CG shots aren't bad. There's only one time I disliked it, <laughs> and it was when they did background people. I hate CG background people, but one time I just liked it, but for the most part, it's really well done. It really fits the theme of the show, and it doesn't look awkward or out of place with everything else that's happening in the show. So again, the environmental animation is really done, really well done. Character animation, 10 out of 10. Environmental, 10 out of 10, forgot to say that. Character animation, 10 out of 10. There's a few parts where you're just kind of marveling at how they did the characters. And I'm even going to reference back to the last arc of the show, of the, this part one, uh, Case 3, in which there's a part where um, Abby, Abby, one of the uh, main woman characters, uh, she is looking at uh, this, this artist who's part of the scam or something like that. This is about her backstory. And she just, the way her hair falls in front of her face and how that whole sequence goes on her Cynthia, my fault, Cynthia, and her, uh, and her hair, part, like, there's like parts and falls on her face. It's beautiful, breathtaking even, I would say. And it's, it just really shows how really well done they did with the character animation. I don't think you'll be disappointed in any way, shape, or form. And I know I always love it. We got some black characters in here, and they're done well. You know, our, our main girl, Abigail Jones, Abby, she looks amazing. And, you know, her attitude matches how well, she, how good she is. Um, and I, just, I love it. I love it. I love the character animation. It's very real, believable, and it gives you a lot of um, meat to it. And I think, you'll, I think you'll love it also. 10 out of 10. Action. 10 out of 10. And I think, you think we, we get to this point where we have a part, there's, a, there's an arc where it's about air racing. And air racing is where planes race each other in the sky. They do, like, tricks, and they do all this kind of stuff like that. And there's one part. And it's the last race of that arc where uh, the one character, um, uh, he does a flip over the other plane. That shit was beautiful. 
it was beautiful, done well. It, it, and again, like this anime is, like I said, it feels like, you know, when, when we're used to seeing live action renditions of animated stories, this feels like an animated rendition of a live action story. And I love, and I love that. I love it. I don't, I, I, I mean, I'm gonna keep saying that. Y'all gonna hear me say that a lot, a lot through this review. But I really love how they did it. And so it's just a lot of really good action scenes that are animated well. Not a lot of that shaky cam. You know, when they have it, they have it. It's not a lot of it. But when they have it, they have it and it's done well. So, yes, action animation 10 out of 10. Cinematography, I gave that a 6 out of 10 because I'm comparing it to, you know, and this is, remember, if you listen to my last review when I was talking to uh, my boy Mark from Otaki, Otaku IRL, I realized I was being way too soft when it comes to cinematography because when you think of masterpieces or, you know, masterpieces of cinematography like Weathering With You, like, um, you know, Shinkai Verse, which are movies, which is fair, but... When you think of those, and then there are some, you think of Violet Evergarden, which I feel like has a beautiful cinematography. This just doesn't match that, you know? And that's a fine, because it's not really the focus. The focus of Violet Evergarden, and a lot of times, is that focus of the cinematography, of seeing everything in that scene. While Great Pretender, that's not really the focus. So I give that a 6 out of 10. I still think it's good for the show, and it does not take away from the show at all. Just because it's not, you know... Top of the line, 10 out of 10, crazy good cinematography doesn't mean that it's not still well good for the show. It fits the show well and it makes and it keeps the show where it needs to be, which is the, on the characters, on the focus on their story. Um, so for the animation, the total is 36 out of 40, which is a 90%. Next, let's go to the story, which is really the meat and potatoes of the show. Well, the story and the characters both are. Like, the, let's say the story is the meat, the characters are the potatoes. They work together really well. So for me, I, for the plot, so far I give it a 10 out of 10. And for this part one, because for me, again, I talk a lot, of bit, a lot, about, a lot, about, a lot about having different anime talk about different stories. And this is one of them that does that. It's unique in its own right in seeing something we don't see in anime very often. And then even with, and this is just something I think is a very good device that's used in the style of, uh, of um, storytelling, in which we have the reverse. And I call it the reverse. It's, it's where you have the con happen, and then we see how it happened in reverse. And sometimes we do, and sometimes we don't, because it really depends on what the story is or what the case is. But we talk about, let's talk about the first case, which is the beginning, you know, the part where, um, where our main character, where, um, oh, what's his name again? Uh, well, main character at a mirror, Makoto, where he gets swindled by Laurent. And we don't really see the swindle until he gets all the way over to LA and he gets enveloped in Laurent's plans. And then we see the swindle. And I, I really love, I really love how it unraveled. It didn't unravel in the sense that if you watch Criminal Minds, you know how they like there's like big flashback and it's like everybody standing around talking. No, it's it's jarring and it and it like makes it makes the viewer you know apparent to it just as much as Makoto is. And that's what I love about the reveals in this anime. The reveals are not for the convenience of the viewer. The reveals are reveals to the characters as well as the anime and the character usually being Makoto until we get to the last case in which he kind of has more of a hand in it when we talk about the first two cases it's more of happening to him or happening to a different character and we're seeing it through them which is what makes the reveal much more satisfying 
So again, for the plot, right now I have a 10 out of 10 because it hasn't really missed. Although you can predict some of the reveals, it doesn't take away the strength of them or how well they're built up. You know, just because you can predict something doesn't take away from the quality of them writing it so you are able to see it. In my, you know, I think in my, my objective opinion. Now, uh, we go to effectiveness. I give it a, oh, sorry, wrong part. We go to plot progression. And the plot progressed really well. We go from case to case. We do have a time skip. We have a time skip between um, case one and case two, which I think is is um, done well. You know, we have uh, this part where Makoto kind of sees the light and is want to change for the better. And it's a nice, you know, good time skip that um, he doesn't really change. His character doesn't change too much, but he becomes slightly mature. He becomes, you know, slightly, he becomes different. And I think that's really, it's, it's really something that this well done you can do in the middle of a 14, you know, part one, 14 series anime. You have a time skip, you know, four or five episodes in and it doesn't break the flow of the story. You know, he, he's not so different that it doesn't work in an effective realism, but he's not such the same that it feels like nothing happened. Something happened and that's what changes within those years and between the two cases. So I really love that. I love that they had that. And I think it was really well done in having that. So the plot progression, 10 out of 10. I can't really find, I can't really think of any flaws. Like I might wake up tomorrow and be like, well, you know what? Maybe yeah, that part. But right now, for my mind right now, objectively, 10 out of 10, I can't see anything wrong. Um, let's talk about uh, the ending. Now, I wasn't going to give this a rating for the ending because it's technically only half the story. So I kind of don't want to give this a rating for the ending. So for right now, I am gonna move past that. So this this category is gonna is gonna be third is gonna be um, out of thirty, not forty. When the second part comes out, and I do my second part um, review for it, then I will most definitely do a rating for the ending. But right now, it kind of ends not necessarily on a cliffhanger, but the case is over. So it's on to the next case, but there is definitely going to be some type of concrete ending unless it's going to be a season two or something like that. But right now, for what we know, from knowledge that we know, there's going to be some type of concrete ending to this story, which you don't have yet. The case just ended. So I'm not going to rate the, rate the ending off something that is technically not complete. So now let's move on to the pacing. Pacing, I think, is really well done. Again. Plot progression and pacing go hand in hand, but as we move from case one to case two, the plot moves smoothly, but within those cases, the pacing is well done. Like I said, and this is probably a pacing thing, we talk about the plot where we're not rushed into knowing information. We are, we are going along with the case as everyone else is. So when we get the reveals, depending on the character, which is again, Yuji Makoto, um, we get the reveals at the same time. And it's not, it's not in a way that it's this big old um, plot twists like that because it doesn't change the direction of the um, it doesn't change the direction of the anime, but it definitely you know gives you different eyes on the case and everything that's going involved with it. So yes, I think this is well done. I really enjoyed the pacing. I never felt rushed. I never felt like it was too slow. And when we get into again case two and case three, where we're getting into the character arcs for two of the main two of the main characters. It, it doesn't slow down like we get we get and we get to the we get to their kind of backstories but the backstories are intertwined with the plot of that arc that doesn't take away from that arc and in fact enhances it enhances the relationships between the two characters or whichever character is going through it which is which again is it, it's what the characterization of these people so i'm talking about it let's get into characters pacing 10 out of 10 stories at 30 at 30 it's 100 percent characters let's get into it 
likability all the characters are likable for different reasons and that's again i love that no two characters are alike you can't look at makoto and say he's anything like abigail and even though lauren and cynthia are both level-headed to a degree their both characterizations are much different the only thing similar about them is that they're down for this scam and stuff they're both great con men or con con men or con con people um but you know cynthia is still different character from you know lauren lauren so that's why it's the characters are very likable they're all different and they all pull on different parts of the plot you know and so it's, it's again 10 out of 10 they're all likable and you're you're learning to like them i really didn't like abby in the beginning you know and although it was interesting you know me learning to like her character not because she was you know too hard or something like that i i just necessarily i i i thought her characterization was kind of lacking i thought why is she like this and why aren't we learning anything about it and again that's on me i didn't wait long enough but once we find out her past her, her history we get to learn like she's like this for a reason and again that's a, that's a strength of the show in which you may not like a character but they but they show you the reason why not say you should like them or why they are like they are now you can still dislike a character after that but why they are like they are and it, it showed me the strength of her character and made me like her character even more even though i think she's a very good comedic character she's very funny she's a still a good character i just didn't personally like her you know subjectively i always thought she was a good character though effectiveness all the characters are effective again this is a show about con con men con people or confidence people um, who con, you know, they, they run cons, run schemes, and each of them has their own role to play in the scheme, whether that person knows it or not. Again, goes back to case one, amazing, amazing use of that, amazing use of making all the characters, you know, making all the characters effective, but not even knowing that they're effective. And that's, I just, I love that. I think they did a real good job of, you know, hoodwinking some of us and hoodwinking the characters in the show as well. So 10 out of 10. Designs, 10 out of 10. All the characters look fantastic. Like I said before, even with the black characters, they look black. And I like that. So 10 out of 10. Not too much to talk about. Credibility. How credible. These characters are very real. They're very meaty. Again, I'm, this is the last time I'm going to say it. Promise. Promise last time I'm going to say it. This show felt like a live action that was made animated <laughs> that's all i gotta say because that's how real it feels that's how real they feel how how important they feel to the story like so credibility 10 out of 10 that gives characters a 40 out of 40. so um lastly we have production now i was trying really hard to find you know something wrong with it <laughs> Because again, I, I hate, I hate, you know, I, I hate giving too high scores sometimes. I feel like, you know, not everything's a masterpiece. Most things aren't. But this, I'm going to talk about musical score first. The musical score is a 10 out of 10. I wish I could give a musical score a 20 out of 10. First of all, when you incorporate jazz into a show and you do it like well, it makes the show 10 times better. And they did that. This show, the jazz in the show, levels up, levels it up in a lot of areas when you have intense fight scenes. You have intense, um, you know, scenes where where it's just you know that tense action. Then you also have scenes where it's chill and the music really sets the mood. We have parts where there's you know rapping. There's some, um, uh, and it's, well, it's not them rapping. I'm, it's a rap group. I don't know what the rap group is, but it's like you know it's rapping. And then there's um, also parts where it's more. Um, 
not R&B, contemporary singing, and it's like more toward the end, and it's all good, and it all sets the mood. You know, like a good song for a track or for a show or something like that sets the mood, gets you really ready to watch what's about to go down, or it it really sets the you know the character or something like that. And then we also have the yeah, ending song, which is amazing, sung by Freddie Mercury, amazing song, and it, again it's. Just, this is all wrapped up really well with the music. The music really sets the mood for a lot of the action, a lot of the a lot of the characters and their own scenes, a lot of all that. And the music sets the sets the tone as as it should. So ten out of ten easily. Sound design. I'm trying to be nitpicky because again, my like meters like on Fire Force and like that. But there's no point in which I thought the sound design was lacking. There's no point in which you know we have the airplane sounds sounds good we have the uh of sounds when they're actually you know fighting it sounds good we have the the you know just certain little things that enhance scenes that you know change scenes from just regular static to moving and the sound design does a really good job of that so i gave it a 10 out of 10 i'm kind of questioning it kind of questioning it but i'm gonna keep it there so that's a 20 out of 20 that's 100%. So to run back now, for animation, we have a 36 out of 40, which is 90%. For story, we have a 30 out of 30, which is 100%. For characters, we have 40 out of 40, which equals 100%. And then production, we have 20 out of 20, which equals 100%. So the overall score is a 126 out of 130, which equals 97%. Now, I feel like this is fair. I would give this show a 9 out of 10, really, clo really close to a 10, you know, as close as it can be. Um, the cinematography, again, I brought that down, and I can see other areas where people might have issues with the show, but there's no way, there's, I don't see how you rate this less than a nine, you know? Even if you see everything as predictable, even if you do this and that, it still is written incredibly well. And I'll say this, I would say, watch this in dub. And I don't say that often. I do like the sub, the sub did a good job, but I went back and watched about one episode in the sub, and it was an episode where they're in France. And, and you know, they have, you know, the, the guy speaks French, and they speak the, you know, they tell you what it is, stuff like that. But I will say this, the strength of the dub actors in the different, you know, regions is shown particularly well in the dub. And the dub actors go above and beyond with how good they do on the show. This is one of those shows where the sub is good, but I would always watch it in dub. I would never watch it outside of dub. That's all I got. I, I, that's all I can say. I just think that it's definitely something that uh, should be watched in dub. You can watch it in the sub and you'll still enjoy it. I'm not saying you can't. But my, but my recommendation is to watch it in dub. Now for my personal score, and this is all subjective. It's all about my feelings. Um, enjoyability, 10 out of 10. I enjoyed the hell out of this anime. It's, it's daring. It's intense. It's, you know, heartwarming. It's all those things wrapped into a really nice tight package. And it's, a, it's so fun to watch. And it's 10 out of 10. Interest, 10 out of 10. I'm interested right now. I'm really mad that the second season doesn't come out until um, whenever. Because it comes out in Japan September 21st. But I have no clue when it drops in America. Unless it's simultaneous, which I doubt. But I'm so interested in the series. I love series like this. I love crime series i love also you know ones where it's opposite you know like they're doing crime they're not robin hoods for the most part it's not like they're robin hoods saving for them and giving to the poor uh, of course they do against people who are doing bad things but those are usually the richest people and it's not like that i mean the only person who's like that is makoto but that's his characterization 
his characterization is he does care about the little man. So he, of course, doesn't feel right doing it. But everybody else is like, yo, I want my bread, G. And this, this guy's a bad person anyway, so I'm taking my bread. And I, I love the characterization for him. So, uh, 10 out of 10 characters. I love every character. 10 out of 10. I already said that. Rewatchability, 10 out of 10. This is something that I would recommend to an older anime watcher or an older new person who's never watched anime. You know, they want something that isn't too far away from the live action that they're used to, but also shines in an animated medium. And that's this show. This show, of course, I don't want a live action. I don't like live action renditions of anime, but... It's a show that, you know, fits simultaneously in it. You know what I mean? This is something you could, you know, show on uh, regular Western television or even, you know, Eastern, and it would fit really well into the lineup, you know, because it, it, it's, it's really good at what it does. And I think that almost anybody would enjoy it. Um, but, it, you know, it's a little raunchy, so, you know, it'll be, I feel like it would be really good for older anime fans. Um, so with that, that is the end of the review. Uh, I think I, I'm still going to go through some news this season, I'm not gonna go too far into the articles. Um, but first we have for the news, we have Hypnosis Mike explains hip hop lingo for beginners. Now this is a YouTube series they're doing. Um, it's a 12, 12 episode series. And I just feel like it's wildly disrespectful um, because there's no black people in the anime. It's a Japanese company talking about, we're gonna do hip hop lingo for beginners. It's just the idea of them inviting themselves into the culture with never getting an invite in general. And it'd be different if they were just rapping. Like, it's just like, yo, we have a show about rapping, and we're just going to rap. That's it. But then they start doing this, doing stuff like this, and I just feel like it borders on disrespect. Because y'all don't even know the basics. Y'all don't even know the basics. Y'all are just repeating things that you heard from black people and saying that, that you own it and you know it when you don't. And it'd be, now it'd be different if they were in these, you know, beginner lessons if they're bringing in black rap artists to talk about it and everything like that but i doubt that i doubt they're gonna pull up even somebody like denzel curry or or, or thundercat or something like that who are big anime watchers and big anime fans they're not gonna bring them in there i bet i i if they do i'll be surprised i'll be happy but i don't see it happening it's gonna be them taking autonomy and acting like this is something that's theirs when it's not so yeah i dislike this but whatever Warlords of Sig Sigdrifa anime reveals a video, more cast in a one-hour special. It's a new anime coming out in the fall and has a one-hour special for its first episode, which you know what that means. That means it's most likely going to be some fire, some, some, some real good shit. So hopefully it lives up to my expectations. Next, Funimation reveals Decadence original TV anime's English dub cast. Um, if you've been waiting to watch this in dub, go ahead. The dub sounds amazing. Our main man, Gabe Kunda, is um, doing the main male character. I can't remember his name right now, but I've heard some of it. It sounds really good. So I've been waiting for the dub to watch it. Now's your time. Next, we have Bloomberg. Nintendo Switch gets an upgraded model in 2021. This is what I've personally been waiting for. I've been waiting for the upgraded model of Nintendo Switch. So I'm looking forward to getting this in 2021. Uh, it says that Bloomberg said that it's supposed to be, you know, uh, be in 4K and it'll probably run faster and all this type of stuff like that, which I'm looking forward to. Hopefully they have released some new Joy-Cons that don't have Joy-Con drift, please, maybe, who knows. Next we have Crunchyroll announces new membership tiers with offline viewing and multiple concurrent streams. In the U.S., they're offering three more new tiers, um, a three or four, I believe. It's like an ultra premium, a premium, a basic, and a free. And then in uh, U.K. and other countries where Crunchyroll is only doing three so it's like an ultra premium premium and then free 
or basic and ultra premium and free. One of those two. But the ultra premium is um, in the U.S. is $14.99 um, and you'll get a swag bag. You know, once a year swag bag along with exclusive discounts at the Crunchyroll store. For the premium, you get an exclusive discount at Crunchyroll store, and it's about, I believe, it's ten ninety nine. I don't have again, I don't have it up in front of me right now, so if I'm off with the prices, I'm sorry. The basic is the regular price, you know, seven ninety nine, um, and I don't think you get a discount. And then the free is free as it is now, and these prices are about the same or comparable to the ones in the UK and other countries, except for you don't get the swag. Do you get the swag bag? I don't think y'all get the swag bag, and also y'all get a discount actually on the prices for the tiers, not for the Crunchyroll store. So I kind of would rather have that because I don't know how many times I want to pay for the Crunchyroll store. Like, I, I, I don't even buy that much merch anyway. Even I need to buy more, but I don't buy that much. I'd rather have a discount on my prices for the subscription. But as y'all get in the UK and other countries where Crunchyroll's um, streaming, you get a discount on the uh, subscription tiers. Uh, next, we have Burn the Witch anime trailer streamed with English subtitles. Burn the Witch coming in the fall, the movie. The first two uh, chapters are released. I forget if it's four chapters or four volumes, but the first two were released, and you can go read them now. I'm looking forward to it. Big Bleach. I like Bleach. So I'm looking forward to how this kind of, you know, flexes in with that show as the Western branch of, you know, of, oh my gosh. I forget things. Well, that's bad. But the Western branch of that world. Next up, Astro Lost in Space, Batman Ninja, How Many Light Years to Babylon, win at the 51st CN Sci-Fi Awards. I put this on here because Astro Lost in Space won an award. And I keep telling y'all to watch it. And I don't know if y'all listen to me yet, but watch the damn anime. Um, after that, Batman Ninja, I don't like that. That's all we're going to say. Next up, the Demon Slayer movie, Mugen Train f film, gets a novel version. I don't know why you need a novel when you can just read the manga, but hey, Demon Slayer stuff. I mean, the anime is over, so maybe you could buy the, I mean, the manga is over, so maybe you could buy the novel, you know, get some more stuff to whet your appetite. I don't know. Um, but yeah, there's that. Next up, DC confirms Milestone return to publishing in February 2021. Yes, I'm so happy for this. More black stories is always amazing. Something that has really been lacking in DC, in my opinion, and I'm glad we're getting Milestone back in February. Um, and... We're coming, we're starting off with a new Static Shock digital series, which is amazing. Static Shock is a, that means an icon, is a legend, and I'm I'm really happy to finally get some more content for him. We'll definitely be picking this up when it comes out. Um, we have Gotham Knights game, video game, details of released in 2021. In this game, it's technically a sequel after Arkham Knight, and um, you get to play as, you know, Batman's dead, Bruce Wayne's dead. You get to play as Batgirl, Robin, Tim, Tim Drake, Robin. Is that his last name? Tim Drake. Tim Tim Drake. I think so. Last name. And we get to play as Red uh, Red no, Red Hood. And you can play as Nightwing. So it's a two-player co-op, online co-op game, which you can play two-player or single player. And it, it looks really fun. I can't wait to get this out. Can't wait to see see it when it comes out in 2021. Next we have the Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League game. Comes out in 2022. We saw a CG trailer for it. I'm not excited for this. It's um the main characters are King Shark, Harley Quinn, Deadshot and captain boomerang i think they're decent characters i just think the, the the goal of this show is dumb because there's almost no way that you stop superman with those four characters maybe with kryptonite but even then i mean if kryptonite if the superman is evil and he's not caring about human life you're not killing that man okay like we've we've all seen like we all know about the injustice universe he kills people for sport when he's evil he kills for sport 
and he could hear everything. No, I just don't see it. Don't see it happening. Don't see it being possible. But what's going to happen in 2022? When more information comes out, as you get closer to it, I might get more excited. I might actually buy it. Right now, it's not happening. But we'll see what happens when it gets closer to that date. Um, that's all the news we have for today. Thank you for listening. Really, um, again, I'm sorry that we couldn't have somebody else on here. You know, I love I love having guests. You know, where the where the collaborators, we collab with everybody, and you know, it's just sad that we couldn't do it this week. But we're definitely going to do it up, and you know, we have got something real special for y'all next week that we hope we can still be able to do. Um, besides that, uh, last words for myself. Um, God of High School isn't worth watching, but if you really love fights, go ahead and watch it. SAO Alicization. SAO is goaded. I don't give a fuck what nobody says. It's goaded. It's like my dick from the back, if you think less. Um, <laughs> I be dead. Let me stop. Let me stop. Let me stop. Why y'all come over and up with me? I'm kidding. Suck my dick from the back. I mean it. Um, lastly, we have um, watch, watch a party Ramon. Watch Rent a Girlfriend. And please, 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 please watch Decadence. Really good shows that deserve to be talked about more. Also watch Great Pretenders. Also watch that. That's all I got for today. Um, outro going to be playing soon. Thank you for your time. Rate us. All that. And some jazz. And whatever. Before that. Um, and I'm going to check y'all next time on the next one. Hey everyone, it's Bruni, aka the Tiny Giant, aka the baddest speech on this podcast, here to thank you for listening to this episode of the Black Anime Podcast. If you want to join the discussion with myself and the other hosts, connect with us on Twitter and Instagram at BLXXKAnime. Again, that's at BLXXKAnime. I also want to remind everyone to check out our Patreon. The link will be in the description. Depending on the tier you subscribe to, you'll gain access to exclusive pods with our monthly guests, the link to join Discord servers with other listeners, and the Black Anime hosts, and discounts for Black Anime merch. Again, thank you for listening to the episode, and don't forget to look out for the next one.